seven o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? here man I've, I'm so hungover <laughs> yeah. if I go silent for a while it's because I've decided just to lie down and die so uh, apologies for that <laughs> no, no worries I'm always happy to have a first every time <laughs> uh, this is actually my first time guesting on a show so thanks very much for having me on oh no dude thank you for uh, for being down to do this I think it's about four o'clock in the PM, your time right now. Oh, today's a blur, man. Today is, <laughs> today is a blur. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I feel you. Did you have fun last night? Did you go out and yeah. stay in and do that to yourself? Yeah, I went, I went out. Uh, we had to get the taxi to stop on the motorway on the way home so I could be sick, which is just kind of standard night out action <laughs> <laughs> and i really seriously regret it now i have a hydration tablet uh, currently brewing in the corner but <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's going to work so we'll see how that goes oh this will be this will be a nice little tour of uh of scotland for people that don't don't uh talk to people from over there that much because the episode before this was recorded with a mutual friend of ours, Duncan McLeish, who was too drunk to remember what he said. 
<laughs> and now it's the next day and we've we've got a Glasgow hangover. Is that how <laughs> Americans say it? Glasgow or Glasgow? Uh, they say Glasgow, but it's Glasgow. Glasgow. Or or Glasgow. Glasgow. That's what I'm Glasgow. Uh, I was actually out with Duncan. Uh, the, the episode you're talking about, I was out that night and I had came home and fell asleep in the hall immediately. So I have no idea how he managed the podcast. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and also to come out with all this political chat. I mean, I can't even do that when I'm like sober and coherent. Never mind when I'll be out drinking all day. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 a different kind of machine, that man. Yeah, he is. A machine is the best way to describe it. <laughs> all he does is podcast and eat. And he's going to continue to feed here as long as there is food in the water. And there's no limit to what he's going to do. I mean, we've already had three incidents. Two people killed inside of a week, and it's going to happen again. It happened before. The Jersey Beach. 1916, there were five, five people chewed up in the surf. In one week. Tell them about the swimmers. <laughs> it, it's, it's insane. We put an episode out like once every two weeks, and in that time, Duncan has done eight of his own episodes, four guest spots, and he's made cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he was sick this week, and I still think he made, like, five five shows. Yeah, and then he puts up an apology because he's sorry that he's ill and he, he can't release one episode. So to make up for it, he'll get better and release an R5. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't know. I think he's on the same as uh, the guys in Repo Man. I think he's just on a diet of speed, just constant speed. <laughs> yeah, speed and loud music. That's why they ain't a repo man I know that don't take speed. Speed, huh? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that one. A generic beer that says beer. It's the, the only stuff to drink. <laughs> I actually can't even say the word beer just now. My head is my head is pounding. <laughs> fuck, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> just just the thought of drinking again. It makes my soul weep. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a good thing that there's not a whole lot of drinking in this movie, but. As you and everybody knows, we may not even start talking about the movie yet, but I do want to say, since you said this is your first guest spot, welcome very much, Liam, of Scott and Liam versus Evil. Way! <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. All week I've been practicing saying psychosemantic cast, because every time I look at it, it's just a gobbledygook of letters. <laughs> so yeah. I hope, I hope I got it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you you got it right, and it's a made up word anyway, so you can say it however you like. Oh, that, that, I wish you'd told me that last week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had to do my homework. Well, let's see. I'll I'll make it up to you somehow. Uh, no, definitely. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, just be gentle. That is my first time. Mm. <laughs> we'll take it slow at first and see where it goes. <laughs> yeah, light light some candles and let's set them out. <laughs> No, nothing will happen that you don't want. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't even have a retort to that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to have you on here. Um, I think when I think of it, whenever I've got a podcaster uh, that has been on the show before, 
I take some time to, you know, get a little bit of background and, you know, what, what, uh, what sort of shit you're into. I, we, you and I have talked about this off mic and everything, but, uh, how did you and Scott end up starting your show? Oh, I can't actually remember. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just said, fuck I, it, let's do it. Sort of like starting a band. Yeah, it, it was basically, well, we like listening to each other talking rubbish about movies. So maybe other people will enjoy that. Plus it's an excuse to get drunk every week where well, it started off as a weekly podcast so it'd be an excuse to sit and get drunk and uh, talk about absolutely rubbish horror films <laughs> uh, but obviously life takes over and the drinking gets less and less so now we we try and do it sober but we're just as incoherent as we would be if we were drunk <laughs> uh, and it, it kind of just took off from there it, we got a little bit of a following and we're nearly we're nearly at the two-year mark in March, I think it is, will be two year, two years old. So it's going well. See, but there's a bit, there's a bit of background that you might not know about me and Scott. Uh, when I first met him about maybe seven years ago, uh, we went out one night for a drink, and the morning after, he tattooed my name on his thigh <laughs> <laughs> when he was hungover. So it's been like kind of a brotherhood from the very beginning. <laughs> Hell yeah, I think I think I caught part of that story one of the times that uh, you and the teaputs guys were out drinking because I think somebody was was Baz trying to pull off his pants to look or was it offered uh, freely? I think I think Scott was freely pulling off his pants, <laughs> which he, he, he regular does, and that's kind of why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> you bring out something special in each other. Yeah, just the ability to take each other's clothes off. <laughs> it's amazing. But yeah, I say we've been doing it for nearly two years and it's fun, man. I enjoy it. Our episodes are nonsense. Like, we never actually talk sense, but, <laughs> but it's they're, fun. Yeah, they're, they're a blast to listen to. And uh, I mean, we, we get along anyway, but I am a fan of your show. Um, Thank you. Thank I you, man. Appreciate I, it. I checked it out when uh, I heard that you guys were going to be doing that uh, thing at the Horror Fest, the the live, <laughs> the day <laughs> everything <laughs> existed, or whatever it was called. <laughs> oh, that was that was uh, that was something else. <laughs> I think it's still on YouTube. Uh, look up if you're listening and you haven't checked out the show. You should go check out Scott and Liam versus Evil. And they did a live sort of debate, sort of. Uh... It started off as a debate, and it quickly turned into Scott siding with the podcast under the stairs guys, <laughs> and forget, forgetting the whole concept of debating. <laughs> oh, that, that, that was a shit show, man. <laughs> <laughs> but can, after... I, can, I swear, can I swear on your podcast? Is that okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, you can say anything you want. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> it's, it's, hard, it's hard to tell a Glaswegian to not swear, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, We only watch our, our swearing a little bit now because we've got a two-year-old that has started repeating words. He uses them correctly. He'll say, what the fuck? Or something like that. But it's like, no, 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 dude. Uh, there's times to use those kinds of words. One is not at your preschool interview. <laughs> that's amazing it actually makes me want to swear more now just so you have, you have to deal with that tomorrow <laughs> hey it's fine his mom takes the blame 
She's got a, <laughs> she's got a pottier mouth than I've got. Ah, <laughs> uh, <cool one. laughs> But after hearing that, um, the day everything existed as it shall be known, <laughs> um, I knew that I could probably get you on the show and understand you over the phone lines, and I think I'm doing pretty well so far. I'm I'm actually quite. I'm trying to talk really slowly compared to how I usually do speak, but. The, the YouTube video, I can't even understand what we're saying. So, I, <laughs> so fair play to you for, for actually for getting it, because I don't. <laughs> you can sometimes turn on, like, the computer will try to make subtitles for videos on YouTube. Oh, I, I can just imagine what they say. <laughs> it, it, it looked like the computer was having a stroke, and I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to be honest, even the people that were there on the night didn't understand 90% of what was said, so <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just good to look at our pretty faces. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. Next year they're going to have the, the auction. <laughs> I, I, I'll, well, in fact, I was going to say I'll go for the most money, but I think Duncan, yeah, probably Duncan, because he has a machine. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll reach any more than maybe 10, 20 pounds. <laughs> uh, nobody will buy Baz. I don't think anybody will buy Scott. <laughs> I kind of hope this is a thing now. I, I actually really hope we do this. <laughs> amazing. We'll start a, a whispering campaign like in uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you've just got that reference in there. <laughs> That is not a reference I was expecting today. Well, two things we like in this house, saying fuck and watching Muppet movies. <laughs> that is a house that I want to be in. That, 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 that is a house to grow up in, man. That is amazing. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, a, 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 a bit of a serious chat because I know how political the show is. What the fuck is going on in your country, man, with, with uh, what happened a few days ago? It's... I don't even fucking know, man. Like it's, and you know, I've, it's not like every American has a gun, but there is at least one gun for every American. And I don't know, at some point that became the only constitutional amendment that people held on to, because I guess it's the one that's easiest to make money off of, but the fucking, the second amendment, which, you know, uh, well-regulated militia and the right to keep and bear arms. So it was originally only for militias and military. People do make legitimate points about how uh, there was the English Bill of Rights and they talked about the need for arms. They didn't want the, the king to have all the arms. Well, that would create a, create a political problem for them, especially among the different religions that quite often went to war in England. Now, we didn't have similar religious problems, but we did have issues between the North and the South and other ones here in the United States. And uh, it talks, of course, the Second Amendment does about a well-regulated militia. And there were militias in the North as well as the South. But the militias in the South were also had a different name. They were called slave patrols. But then, you know, as things went on, eventually the Supreme Court was like, well, te- I guess everybody can have a gun. And then that meant, oh, well, we can't have any laws about it because all the other laws are fine to have, but this law nobody will pay attention to, so you're only hurting law-abiding citizens. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. It's fucking pathetic, man. It's I, I, There's not even really, like, a, a... That's not even a strong enough word. Um, It's just... 
they've been chipping away at it. In 1996, I think it was, Congress passed a law that initially prevented uh, our Center for Disease Control to study mm-hmm. gun violence as a health risk in America. Yes. See, that's crazy, man. In, in Scotland in 1996, uh, we had like our only school shooting. Was that the uh, Dunblane one? Yeah, Dunblane. Uh, I was like seven and I can remember hearing about it and hearing like all the parents were so shocked because nothing like that had happened in Scotland or even the UK before. But quite quickly after that, handguns were banned. That was it. You, you, you couldn't get them. Whether you, whether you thought it was your right or not, they were gone. And even now in Scotland, if you want an, an air rifle, like a, like a BB pellet gun, you still have to register it. So there's no access to guns here at all. And we don't have this batshit crazy constant thing that is happening in America. And from an outsider's point of view, I don't understand how there's nothing properly been done about it. Like, just fucking ban them, man. <laughs> For 10 years, we had a ban on assault weapons, which would have banned the type of gun. The gun that was used in like the last... School shootings yeah. this, this year. I think there have been 10 school shootings this year. There's a number that says 18, but then people are like, well, actually, some of those were just people shooting themselves in school parking lots. I was like, that's still fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As if that is a, like an okay, an okay reason to bat that argument away. It's, it's insane. I, I just, I don't, I don't grasp why so many Americans feel that their right to own a weapon kind of far outweighs the the devastation that many families are going through when their kids are being wiped out. Yeah. Like, give, give the guns away. It's fine. If you want to protect your house, use something else that can't cause such mass devastation. Yeah, it's... It's, you know, it's it's shameful. It Supposedly there's going to be a really big high school student strike in April. Oh, really? Uh, that's starting to rumble around as uh, people are trying to get a big uh, student walkout. And it the- sucks that it's got to be a teenager saying, what the fuck, man? Like, you're supposed to be the adult. Yeah. You know? Like, do you, do you think that will amount to anything? Do you think that the, the high school student striking would actually lead the adults to to maybe open their eyes finally or do you think it will just be much more of the same the or you know my parents were kind of like 60s activists and they they continue to be activists that part of them the or that part of me that was you know marching in peace rallies in the fourth grade and shit in washington thinks that maybe it will do something but the older repo man auto cynic uh whatever in me thinks that if 20 fucking kindergartners and first graders getting shot fucking six years ago didn't do shit I don't know if anything's going to happen unless there's, I mean, one of the problems is that there've been some people in Senate and Congress that have taken two, three, four million dollars from the NRA and there's no term limits and, uh, voting districts are so fucked up here. Like, uh, the state I live in Ohio, uh, I tried to find a comparison once for it, uh, its size and related to countries in Europe. Yeah, And their best one is, it's about the same size as Scotland. 
Um, <laughs> that, 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 that's crazy. Yeah, Scotland, Scotland to me seems so huge and massive. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I live in Columbus, uh, the capital city, almost two hours north near Cleveland, uh, near the, where the Great Lakes are. And my dad lives in the same voting district as I live in. Oh, really? Yeah, because they, uh, every six or ten years, uh, every state's Congress draws the election maps. And yeah. which, uh, it's become really super common that the party in power draws these crazy fucked up maps to give their team, because we only have two functioning political parties in America. Don't even get me started on that shit, you know. <laughs> um so their team gets uh, more seats than they should have. Uh, it's been slowly getting overturned by Supreme Courts. Uh, Pennsylvania, one state to the east of ours, their Supreme Court just ruled that their laws, their voting district. Is this really boring? Sorry. No, no, no. Okay. See, but I, I'm not. I'm not very politically minded, and American politics baffles me because <laughs> there's just there's so much to take in that I, I, I can't even begin to try and understand it so this is actually quite fascinating uh, keep, keep it in layman's terms and I, I'm, I'm good to go man <laughs> uh, right on <laughs> it's easy out of the hangover a little bit I'll drone on for a minute um. <laughs> that is exactly what, what's happening here <laughs> Um, so yeah, for a good example is Pennsylvania because their Supreme court just ruled that their voting districts are unfair to representation because each party roughly gets about 50% of the state's votes, but the Republican party has drawn the, the district. So they always get like three or four extra seats in Congress. So, and, um, in response to that, the Republicans in power in Pennsylvania are trying to impeach the panel of judges that made that ruling. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm putting cases on all you bitches. And the U.S. Supreme Court said, you guys deal with it yourselves. Their ruling is fine. So they are going to redraw it. So the next election, I think the 2018 election when... Most of Senate and most of the House of Representatives are up for election. Will yeah. is supposed to have a more fair voting. So, and do, do you think that will actually happen? I mean, it's I have more faith in it because their Supreme Court says it's going to happen, and their governor is a Democrat instead of part of the ruling party. Yeah. So I think that might happen. I think that might help. But like I said, if more often than not, I come back to if. Because uh, uh, Sandy Hook, Connecticut, which you probably heard of, it was yeah, in yeah. 2012. If that didn't do anything, I really don't know what the fuck will. I mean, people were shooting people in Congress last year. It's, they were even shooting Republicans at a, at a baseball match. And uh, nothing happened because uh, here corporations can do the same things as people. And the NRA has a lot more money than other people. Uh, they, One of my senators, they've given $3 million to over his his time. I have one senator that's a total douchebag and one that pretty much cancels out all his votes. 
So, so, so how, how does that work, the, the senator? How come you have two? This will be a really stupid question, but I just don't understand American politics uh, at all. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, each state has two senators, and then uh, in the in the Senate in D.C., and usually you need a majority of 51 votes to pass a thing. Sometimes you need a bigger majority with like 60 votes. And then the House of Representatives is split up. Like the, the states with more people have more representatives in the House. Mm-hmm. And basically the House of Representatives and the Senate, they, well, they don't write laws. Corporations write laws and the House and the Senate get them passed. And the president can sign or veto it. So usually you need some sort of cooperation amongst the parties, but right now the Republican parties have the majority in the Senate and the House, and there's Trump in the White House. Don't get me started on that. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one thing about American politics that I do understand. (laughs) It's it's, it's crazy, man. What what I think the, the states have to do is just sack everything. Just get back to the start and create some sort of new government because everything that you, your country's doing just now is fucking wrong. <laughs> like, it's so messed up. Just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is there is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're seventh in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, third in median household income, number four in labor force, and number four in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. When you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yosemite? From an outsider that just, like, pack it all up and start start fresh. (laughs) There's a movement... I don't know how much teeth it's going to get, but there's a movement to abolish the Electoral College, which I don't know if you heard that in the last presidential election. I think I may have seen it mentioned in the the group on Facebook. But, okay. Um, yeah. Really quick on that, it's sort of like the House of Representatives, where depending on the state's size and population, they get more votes in the Electoral College. And so... Um, if going back to the 2016 horrible, horrible thing that happened, mm-hmm. um, if I didn't vote at all was a person, that would be our president right now. Because I think 49% of people didn't vote. 49% of people that could vote didn't vote. Um, and then Hillary Clinton got 3 million more votes than Trump. But because of the Electoral College, he won. Insane. That's yeah. what that is. Just in, in pure insanity. Yeah. Um, I think George W. Bush was another president that uh, didn't win the popular vote, but was president. And look what happened there. <laughs> yeah. I think we're coming up on almost 20 years in Afghanistan. Uh, I'm I sorry. I, <laughs> I, I wanted to go that little tangent. Because I, because Duncan in the last podcast, uh, the last episode you did, sounded so intelligent. I thought I would give a bit of, like, make myself seem intelligent. But if anything, I've just made myself sound 
like a complete moron that knows nothing about politics. <laughs> so we should probably get back to Repo Man because I have watched that movie. <laughs> right on. Yeah, uh, no, no worries. I I have trouble understanding. I spend so much time paying attention to the fucked up American government. I'm like, I really should learn how more about how other governments work, but I'll find that out later. When... <laughs> what What's actually fascinating about uh, when I found your podcast and the group it's because it's so political. Like I'm loving reading everything because it's not a it's not a thing that I've ever been interested in. So the psychosemantic uh, podcast group is excellent for me because I'm I'm just learning how batshit crazy America actually is, <laughs> and I have you to thank for that. So thanks, Dale. <laughs> oh no, thanks, thanks for checking it out. <laughs> it's it's yeah. I I would just be a guy shouting at a wall if. Uh... <laughs> Um, so yeah, dude, fucking, uh, we, we were trying to figure out what movie to do. And I think, uh, I think I'm having fun. I, I, I imagine we're going to do more than one movie in the future. Um, but you know, we, we dig a lot of punk rock, you you and me, and we were trying to find something. I I think, uh, the other movie we were trying to pick between, and we ended up with a coin toss was what class of 1984. Yep, and Repo Man won twice. Yep, I it was heads. Yeah, won and, twice out of thrice. And, and I'm happy with that, man, because I fucking love Repo Man. Yeah, it's such a it's such a good film. I don't even. It's it's kind of hard to summarize the movie. You know, I think we're just gonna have to go through it bit by bit or talk about our favorite parts. You know, when uh, when did do you do you remember when you first saw this movie? I actually I first seen it last year. Uh, which is a guilty thing to admit and it was my girlfriend was going on and on about it and I was like, do you know, I've, n- I've never seen it I've always heard it mentioned and uh, I love Emilio Estevez and the Mighty Ducks <laughs> so, uh, and I only watched it last year and at first I wasn't too keen on it but I think it's I was probably hung over at the time as well and wasn't really paying attention but then it was maybe a month later okay, I, I, I revisited it and I just kind of fell in love with it. And then when I found out it was coming on, obviously, your show to talk about it, I think I've watched it like six times in the past two weeks. <laughs> and I keep noticing new bits and I keep finding more things fun about it. And it's definitely, it's a movie that shouldn't stand the test of time, but it definitely does. Like, yeah. it, it, it lends itself to so many rewatches and there's just, it does, the movie, the plot doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, there is no real plot. It's just... A, a series of like kind of vignettes put together with the, the same characters in them. It, it feels a little like you're flicking through the TV and like at midnight and you're just switching from channel to channel. That's how the movie kind of runs, which I really like. It's like, oh, we'll introduce Otto and then we'll cut to the desert with the car and we'll cut to this. And it doesn't flow like a regular movie. It, it flows... Yeah, it's like a punky vibe to it, and oh, I love it, man. It's so cool. I was the guy that driving the because the one one person that we see throughout the movie is uh, Doctor Doctor J Frank Parnell. Yep, driving around all twitchy in a '64 Chevy Malibu. I also love American cars, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the the US cars are so much cooler than the the rubbish that we have over here. Like that Chevy Malibu, the first scene where it's just in the desert, you're like, oh shit, man, I want one of them. <laughs> I just, I just, I want that car. 
It's yeah. so cool. I think that's the kind, you might be able to confirm this, but uh, isn't that the car the same year and same model as Operation Ivy used to go on tour? Yeah, I don't actually know that. It's a, it's a 64, yeah? Yeah. A 64, maybe? Yeah, I actually don't know. It was something like that. It was uh, uh, about Matt, the Matt Freeman, the bassist, that ended up yeah, being yeah. in too. It was, I think it was his car. Pretty sure it was a Chevy Malibu, because I don't know a whole lot about cars, but I know a little bit about that one, and there must have been a reason. I've never heard that at all. I'm going to research that later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, what, when, when did you first uh, see Repo Man? Uh, it was a few years ago. Well, a few. Jeez. Uh, it was my girlfriend at the time. She's my wife now. First time I really remember watching it was maybe about eight or nine years ago. Right, okay. And she she was a big fan of it. And I since I said I couldn't remember if I had seen it, she's like, okay, well, we're going to watch it. And I feel like I had seen it before, but it was, you know, when you're drinking and doing whatever with your friends and there's a movie on in the background. I feel like yeah. that I hadn't really sat down and just watched it. And I was like, fuck yeah, you know, autos, red, 1980s punk dude, Harry Dean Stanton. Uh, I mean... Yeah, he's just, he's such an endearing, lovable old corpse man. (laughs) Yeah. He can't even remember all, or he couldn't, uh, you know, R.I.P. Sorry for all the bad shit I've done and people I've tramped on and everything, and I hope they forgive me and I'll never do it again, that's for sure. You have anything to say before your sentence is carried out? Yeah. I'm going to fried chicken dinner with gravy on the taters. And I want to shit in your hat. I got to have Mae West sit on my face because I'm one horny motherfucker. <laughs> uh, he couldn't remember all the movies that he was in. He was in so many movies. Yeah, that's crazy. And he always yeah. looked like an old man, I feel like, even when he was a young man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he had, he's, he's always looked the same, even since like the very early days and his kind of last movies. His face didn't change <laughs> at all. Like he has a genuine time traveler. The studio was trying to get that part to be played by Mick Jagger. I saw that. I can't imagine him in that role. No. I, I think Jagger's far too clean cut to be a repo man. I, I, I can't even, in any, any timeline of Mick Jagger, even Mick Jagger now in the 80s wouldn't have fit. Nah, definitely not. I forget. We were talking about different versions of the movie. Uh, which one did you watch? Did you it, get it digitally? It was, or? it was the recent Blu-ray release. Uh, I think it's Masters of Cinema over in the UK. Oh, I think really? it was the. I think it was their release. Uh, and I say that's the only version I've actually ever watched. But it looked, it looked great. It looked, it looked brilliant. Especially with the car later. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you can get your hands on it, I think you would enjoy uh, the Criterion Blu-ray that came out with the weird uh, roadmap neon green mohawk skeleton thing. I remember you'd say you'd sent me the image of that. I think I actually think it's still in my basket uh, on one of the websites because I am I will definitely buy it just for that cover because compared to the UK cover where it's just Emilio Estevez glowing green. And he's not even—he's not even in the center of the shot. It's a rubbish cover, <laughs> uh, so, so I think I definitely will check that out. 
it comes with uh almost 70 page long little repo man punk zine with uh production notes and weird art and stories about making of the movie and shit is it is it written by alex cox yeah i think so yeah i think i think uh, the masters of cinema release has that as well oh okay. it's, just like a, it's, it's a little red booklet this one's white. I'll I'll send uh, you a, a picture from it. It's let's see, Alex Cox. It it's like a com. There's some comic strips in there. Uh, yeah, it looks like an old school punk zine from the 70s or 80s. Yeah, that, it, that probably sounds cooler than what we have. It, our one is like a little red book that says the repo code, but it has the like the first few pages of what was going to be the original comic for Repo Man when Alex Cox was going to do it as a comic to take to the studios so it has that in it and it's all kind of hand handwritten by Alex about the making of the film and the things that happened uh, but it's, it's nowhere near as big as what as what you seem to have so, I'll de- so now I definitely have to check it out then <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's got uh, it says Repo the, the Repo code is in there and yeah, on the cover, it's like a drawing of Emilio Estevez with the front of the car as goggles. And he's got a word bubble and he's just saying intense. Uh, uh, but anyway. <laughs> you, you, you've sold it to me, Darren. You've sold it. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched it uh, two or three times since we decided that that's what we were going to do. And so, yeah, we've got Dr. Frank and the Chevy Malibu out in the desert. He gets pulled over by a cop. That he, he demands to look in the trunk. He doesn't get talked into it. Yeah, he just he says what's in the trunk and he opens it. And to the coolest, best special effects, <laughs> he, he gets vaporized. And that, see, see as, a, as the beginning of a movie, that's where you know that this is going to be a fun ride. Like, just vaporize someone and then I'm good to go. I'll belt it in and then I'm ready for the ride. Like, okay, I see what you're doing here. We're doing some punk rock sci-fi mystery movies type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And Otto, we get to Otto and he gets fired. From his his lousy supermarket job. Uh, Do you know what I think? (laughs) In that scene where uh, I can't remember his friend's name. Uh, Is it Doug? 
the the friend, not Harry Dean Stanton, right? Yeah, Harry no, Dean, Harry Dean Stanton. The, yeah. yeah, the in the supermarket. I'm sure. I'm sure it's Doug. Uh, when Emilio Estevez pushes him over, the the security guard pulls his gun out, and like that that kind of says a lot about America that. Just because he's pushed someone in a shop, the security guard has his gun out and is ready to shoot him until he leaves the shop. The, yeah, it, always, it kind of tickles me that way because it's like, whoa, talk about overreacting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I mean, cops are handcuffing five-year-old kids and shit. As, uh, as left and right, there's, there's a really big problem with all the cops are heavily armed and most of them are not taught de-escalation. There was actually a police officer, I think in Tennessee, that was in the Marines or some. He was somewhere in some armed services and he served in Iraq. And he was in a situation here where he didn't shoot a guy and he got fired for endangering the other policemen's lives who showed up and shot him. Um, and and the, the guy that the cop didn't shoot, they didn't show up and shoot, shoot the cop. Uh, but yeah, uh, so he didn't shoot a guy. Some more cops showed up, shot the guy. The cop that didn't shoot him was fired, and he just the ACLU just helped him win a lawsuit against the police department for firing him for using his training and not shooting somebody. Uh, that's <laughs> that's just that's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, it's... There's, like, there's no there's no words <laughs> to react to that. That's wild. It's it's so it's so fucked up. It's it's weird. It's it's really weird to because here that's another thing is it's just everybody. Pe- so many people are just numb to it. Like it's the cost of doing business, yeah. and it's it's really fucked up. And you know you start making sure that your passports are up to date, and you you know <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> It's, it's wild. It's just totally wild. Is the only word for it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's horrible. Yeah. So I hope I hope something you know. Yeah, something happens. Something. Yeah. Anything, any, anything that's better than what you have right now. There's there's a lot of room for improvement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, but yeah, that, that, that seems always just just quite Kevin. His name's Kevin. It's not Doug. Mm. Uh, it's always just tickled me that that that's how the security guard reacts, uh, and that's obviously when then Otto loses his job. And I can't remember what the next scene is. Is it when I, he he goes home? I think at first he's walking. He's this. He's walking home when Harry Dean Stanton pulls up. Oh, so as and he asks him to take his wife's car. Yeah. because she's in labor she's in labor give you 25 <laughs> bucks <laughs> and yet Emilio Estevez never questions where his wife is at that moment yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> he, he just does it which okay fair enough uh, 25 bucks that, 25 bucks yeah man I'd do a lot for 25 bucks <laughs> uh, and he goes he goes home and his parents are watching the televangelist who's just asking them for money God just, needs just, money. God, God needs your money and give it to God. Uh, and that's when he's eating the food can. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just a can. It just says food. Did you see where they got those uh, 
they were having trouble with the I think it was in the zine but I, i'm sure it's on imdb or something like that uh they got that supermarket ralph's that's in the big lebowski right okay um they gave them all the generic food and beer cans ah and the air freshener the car air fresheners those were like uh, the two biggest sponsors for the movie <laughs> I've all, I've always noticed the air freshener. <laughs> so actually, I've, I've, I've always got one in my car, and it has kind of a little nod to this. It's just like, well, every car has one, so <laughs> I always make sure I've got a little magic to you in there. <laughs> um, so yeah, he d- doesn't ask any questions. He's just like, okay, let's go. The dude chases him off, and yep. you get your first Emilio Estevez signature laugh. I think popularized in Young Guns. I was hoping for an impression of it. I oh. thought you were pretty good oh, there. See. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, you're slowly taking me out of my hangover. <laughs> good. It's a good deed for the day. Then I can sit around smoke smoke pot and watch movies. Oh man, that sounds like that's actually how I might spend the rest of the day. <laughs> it's the only thing that might make this hangover less painful. I'll be with you in spirit, sir. um no no, on you go Go okay uh so uh harry dean stanton bud is hey man good job you want to be a a repo man like us and otto's like you're all repo man what if we are You know, kid, uh, usually when somebody pulls shit like that, my first reaction is, uh, I want to punch his fucking lights out. But you know something? You're all right! <laughs> right light! You got any messages for me, baby? Yeah, here you go. Cracks me up. Somebody pissed on the floor again. Maybe he's looking for a job, huh, Budski? What do you say, kid? We're always on the lookout for a few good men. Screw that. I'm gonna be no repo, man. No way. It's too late. You already are. Fuck you, man. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be that I'm not gonna be that kind of guy. Yeah, I'm not gonna sell out to the man. Oh, and tele- then and then he goes to the televangelist, uh, the parents watching television. I took I took you on a sidetrack, sorry. I, so no, that that was my fault. I skipped that scene. Uh so he does. So he then goes to his parents, and that's when he's asking for the money that they promised him, and they've used it to send Bibles to South America, something like that. <laughs> it's in your name. <laughs> and then this is when Emilio Estevez sells out immediately when he goes back to the repo man job, and just starts working for it. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, twenty five bucks is twenty five bucks. Yeah, there's, no, there's nothing punk about that, Emilio. Nothing punk about that. But very 80s. Very Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> and what, yeah, he's, so he's he's learning the ropes. Most of the time he's with Bud, but sometimes he's with the other guys. I had seen somewhere that the characters were based off the band members of Fear, who almost were the Repo people. Oh, really? Yeah. And I didn't know that any of them besides, uh, what, what's his name? Was it John Doe? No, no, no. That's another punk rocker that acted. Um, Lee Ving, the singer for Fear. Uh, he's the only one that I've ever seen in other movies. And the only movie I can think of is Clue. Or what is it? Clue. Or the movie's called Clue over in the UK, but the game's called Cluedo. Yeah, the game. The game's Cluedo, and the movie's Clue. Yep, yeah, you're right there. 
Was was he in Clue? Yeah, uh, Lee Ving was Mr. Body in Clue. The only way to avoid finding yourselves on the front pages is for one of you to kill Wadsworth. Now. I've always recognised his face, but I've never, I've never kind of placed that that's who it was. Yep. You learn something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how he got involved in it, but I mean, he was probably friends with Tim Curry, was my guess. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like it. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, because I know the Repo Men are all named after beers. Yes. Because of yeah, Bud, Light, uh, I think it was one, is it Ollie? Or Ole, it was in, I think it was a beer that was only out in America in yep. the 80s. Yeah, uh, And, oh shit, what was the other one? There was one more guy. Was it Duke or is that a different person? Napo. Miller. 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 Miller, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Bud Miller, Light, Ole. Which seems strange in a movie that is like taking the corporate image away from everything with like the generic packaging. Why would you then name check all the popular beers <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know maybe they were trying to entice sponsors which also <laughs> isn't very punk rock yeah. um, it's like it's trying to be punk rock but at the same time it's still conforming <laughs> <laughs> i didn't i didn't sell out son i bought in keep that in mind it's a better telling of the of the story of slc punk yeah that was that was also a great movie Ah, uh, it's been years since I've seen that. Don't watch the second one. I I would recommend not watching the second one. Is it is it that bad? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I mean I feel like it was made sometime in the last five years, and I don't think any if anybody that was in the first one is in it, it's the tertiary characters. I think Sean yeah. Sean might show up. You know, all still all messed up from having all that acid soak into his leg and <laughs> i think it centers around one of those characters kids uh, and i i mean i don't even really think i didn't like any really th- like any of the music i heard as far as i remember it was it was less you know bad religion and vandals and more i don't know and i'm not saying that they're a bad band but i'm not a big fan of like yellow card or yeah you know it, it was more like that more more pop punk than punk rock. Yeah. Type thing, yeah. So anyway, maybe that's a movie we can get into at some point. And we yeah. Can talk about how we got into punk rock. And uh, I've had people yeah. ask me for more punk shows. So uh, <laughs> give the people what they want, then. Yes. <laughs> how did in fact how did you get into punk rock? Me. Yeah. You know, it was um, me and a buddy. And uh, we just saw the album cover for Dookie, Green Day's Dookie, at at a record shop. And it was like, okay, let's check this out. And then it was, you know, going through who they, what other bands they thanked. And so, you know, rippled really fast to like Clash and Rancid and Operation Ivy and Bad Religion. I'm a really big fan of Bad Religion and No Effects. Yeah, I think we've. I, yeah. I need to stop it. I keep using no effect songs for the for the shows, and I'm like, well, you know. <laughs> no, you don't need to stop. Uh, that's <laughs> absolutely fine. Keep keep doing that. <laughs> and yeah, it was just well, all our parent. Uh, I had a group of friends, like my group of friends. All our parents used to be in bands. 
So, oh, really? Yeah. So my dad was in a band in the 60s and he played bass. So I started out as a bassist and uh. my friend, he, his dad played guitar. So he's like, well, I'll play guitar. And then we just picked a friend who's like, you're going to be the drummer. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, we were about 14, I would say. And uh-huh. then, you know, gradually we found people that knew how to play the instruments. So I moved around and I was the lead singer when our drummer was crappy. And I had sort of enjoyed banging around with drumsticks. So I just sold my guitar and bought a drum set and been playing uh-huh. off and on in band. Well, that band that we started in somewhere or another just broke up like two years ago. Oh, really? Me and the buddy that uh, whose dad played guitar. We grew up like two houses apart and... Uh, all that shit, but drummers were were sluts, were musical sluts. So I've <laughs> I've, I've been in like seven bands. <laughs> are you are you in any bands right now? Right now, one that technically isn't broken up, but hasn't had a practice <laughs> in ah. months. So I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'm just gonna keep doing my thing. Uh, what about you, sir? Where did you get? Uh, I think it was actually a. It was Blink One Eight Two. Enemy of the state, my friend, I moved house and a kind of a new friend gave me it. And I, I didn't, I just kind of listened to anything before that, like anything that was on the radio. So if it was like Eminem, where my name is, I would listen to it. And just that's what I was doing. I wasn't really, I wouldn't go out and buy CDs or interested in stuff like that. So when he gave me Enemy of the state, it was on loop for weeks. Like I absolutely loved it. And then it was just much like you, where I was then reading Kerrang! magazine, and it, so it would be like Tom DeLonge from Blink-182, his favourite album, and I would go and check out that band. And I can't remember who it was, but someone had a, a, a small article about the Misfits Walk Among Us, and obviously I, I, I like that kind of horror style, so I was like, great shit, I'll check that out. And then it went from there, where the entire Misfits back catalogue or who else, Dead Kennedys, and it just, yeah. it, it just kind of stretched from there, where everything that looked punk, I was just eating it up, and I said, I started playing drums, uh, we had a, a kind of, a band in school, it wasn't, it wasn't really a band, we sometimes jammed on like a Friday, uh, didn't really play any gigs or stuff, we were quite young, and then a few years ago, me and Scott uh, started a band, and they, they had a drummer, but needed a bassist, and I've never played bass in my life, so I bought a bass. <laughs> and to this day, I still can't play bass, but we had about, we played about 30 shows, uh, and it just wasn't kind of working, so so we stopped the band last year, but I say 30 shows, and I still can't play bass. <laughs> so <laughs> that tells you a little bit about what the band was like. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I say, and I've just, I, I then kind of went into heavier metal and stuff as well like i like i like a lot of black metal and can yeah anything fast and heavy yeah i i've more recently been paying more attention to black metal i've always had friends that listen to stuff on the outsides of it people will argue on whether or not cradle of filth is black metal but uh my buddy that i was in band with he would usually buy me tickets to go see bands like that with him nobody would go with him yeah so we'd go see cradle of filth or typo negative or emperor or something like that. Yeah, these guys are cool, but, you know, I'm just going to go listen to the Black Flag again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, I'm very much, if I, if I want to just chill out, it would be Black Flag or, I say, Dead Kennedys, no effects. But if I'm just in, like, a, if, if I'm working 
and I want to zone out, it's usually like black metal or something kind of really atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of rubbish black metal out there. Like a lot of rubbish, but there's some gems. Some of the band, like Dead Kennedys especially, I really get into listening to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And when I'm trying to do some things, like working and doctoring photos of Trump onto Nazi bodies and stuff <laughs> like that, you know, it's, putting on black metal is kind of like putting on classical music where it's, you know, it doesn't take up that much of your brain. Yeah. You know, if, if unless you want it to, you know, you can, yeah, soak it up. And I'm still have with some bands, I'm still having trouble understanding the lyrics. But I, I actually got to meet Jello Biafra once a couple of oh, years really? ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so the, the one band, uh, the main band I was in, we used to uh, go on tour a lot. This wasn't on tour, uh, but made a lot of friends around the country. You know, we did a, a lot of East Coast stuff. You know, we played New York. We got to play CBGBs before they closed. Oh, um, that's cool, man. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, Squeaky, she played guitar in a band called Girlish Figure that we used to do a lot of shows with here. And then we'd hook up and play shows together on tour, and we did one tour together. But uh, me and the missus were out visiting her in Oakland a couple Thanksgivings ago, and her band was doing a show with this band called Arno Core. I don't know if you've heard of them. No. They're a band on Jello Biafra's label, but they all dress up like Arnold Schwarzenegger and talk in Arnold Schwarzenegger accents and all their songs are about Schwarzenegger movies. You have just you have just sold them to me <laughs> <laughs> like that. I, I'm gonna check as soon as this is finished, I'm going on to download everything I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to- total recall is is a song I would definitely check out. Uh they make do they make the crowd do like jumping jacks and work out and shit um really cool guys too but i was roadieing for my friend's band um she's got a different band out in oakland now and jello was there playing he was djing in between the bands and and he came out and sang um california uberales that's my favorite my favorite song with with arno (laughs) it's a fucking amazing song and uh just i i was uh since i was roadieing i i could walk around backstage and stuff and i was just like oh my god that's jello okay be cool be cool be cool and i was just like hi and he was like hey and you know (laughs) it's like okay you know i helped uh the bands get the shit off and you know move some stuff for them but i was just like that inside i was like that's fucking awesome <laughs> i don't i don't know how you kept your cool <laughs> i think i just ran up and hugged him <laughs> it, had, it had to get security to lift me off <laughs> oh I, I thought about i'm a hugger i'm definitely a hugger so i was just like okay okay man. be cool, be cool. um <laughs> how, how was it in real life was a was he like a friendly person yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah. act like he had something better to do, but, you know, we were just all kind of going around, and he was like, hey! And, you know, I'm sure I probably could have engaged him, but, you know, everybody was doing stuff. But, yeah, he was really pleasant. Um, he used to come to Columbus once a year. We have a thing called Community Festival, or short for ComFest, or ComFest is short for Community Festival, and it's at a park. And there's a lot of local bands and stuff, and a couple traveling acts, and people are shirtless. Uh, it's... <laughs> Sounds like my type of party. Uh, you know, until very recently, there was a, not really much corporatism involved at all. But he used to come every once every few years and do his spoken word stuff. Uh, right. But um, I never got to talk to him in there. It's 
it's like when I'm uh, when I'm traveling around, sometimes I'll run into people I know more often than when I'm just hanging out in, in the city. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll go to uh, we usually go to Riot Fest in Chicago every year because it's usually on my birthday weekend in September. And uh, yeah, I'll see a lot of friends that I for some reason never see regularly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the lineup for Riot Fest always looks incredible. Like, seeing it from over here, we don't have a lot of kind of, we don't have any punk festivals. Uh, we, we have like one metal and kind of rock festival. Maybe maybe two, one, one's kind of more alternative. So when you used to read like Kerrang! magazine, you'd see the Riot Fest thing or you, you see it online and you're like, fuck man, I wish I was American. <laughs> I, I, I wish I lived in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get stuff like that here. on my last birthday uh was was i guess it was two years ago so two years ago was that the misfits reunion or was that this I think last year was the Misfits reunion. okay so I, th I think, I think. so on that day it was it was on my birthday and i saw like bad religion the misfits and uh tiger army and i'm not sure who else Me first It's the in the best, Gimme Gimmies. <laughs> best birthday <laughs> of all time. <laughs> yeah, it, it was rad. And, you know, then we had we had a hotel. It was like a 45-minute train ride from the hotel to the park. Um, it was a blast. Uh, you know. How was the reunion? Like, how, how did they sound? After the first three or four songs, they sounded great. But it was nighttime and outside... And I don't know if Danzig had warmed up his voice. So, you know, it was a little, his voice was a little, the band was amazing. And I, I knew it would be because a couple years before that, when Sam Hain or Sawin, I forget how you pronounce it when it's the band, when they were playing and then Danzig played and then Doyle came out and did some Misfit songs. Oh God, they've, they're going to do a reunion. And then the next year they did a reunion. Um, there were people walking out. I was like, no, wait, no, wait, don't, don't. What are you doing? This is the last band and it's the Misfits reunion. You know, it's, this is, this is it just to, you know, like you've got the t-shirt on that says you were there. And Oh man, I'm so, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I think they're planning some more shows. So I, they might go to the UK. I see it well, I've seen the Misfits, but just with Jerry only. I think it was last year or the year before they toured here. They, uh, they toured over here, but I think it's been like, I could be wrong, but at least 10, 10 to 12 years since Danzig has been over in the UK. Uh, Really? yeah, it's been, I, I could be wrong there. Someone will probably hear this and then I'll be inundated with like tour posters. <laughs> uh, but I've never seen Danzig live and it, it's a thing that I would definitely have checked out. So if he has played, it's been quite under the radar. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if they would ever do the reunion in the UK. There'd be some money to be made for them if they did it, because obviously it's the Misfits, man. They've got such a huge following, but I can't hold out hope that they would come here, because I'll just get upset and sad. <laughs> <laughs> well for some reason uh ever since you and i've started talking more often i keep getting notified of punk shows in the uk on facebook um so if i if i find out i'll let you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you you can now be my 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 tour, uh, my gig guide.
Every time you see anything, just email me because there's a good chance I'll miss it. (laughs) This morning, I was told that uh, in, I think, Newport, or is that a place? Uh, Newport in, yeah, I think in England, possibly. (laughs) Because there's at least one or two in America, and so I figured we steal half our city names from England. Um, (laughs) GBH and The Exploited are doing a show in a few months. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, the Exploited are the only Scottish band I'm really familiar with. Yeah, they're crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're so crazy. I actually think when I, when I first started playing drums, I, I went for drum lessons for like two weeks. Uh, and my drum teacher used to play in The Exploited. Oh, man. But he, only, he, he took one class and then didn't turn up the second week. So I had... <laughs> I had a drummer that drummed on tour for the, it was the Lighthouse family. <laughs> and uh, I never went back after that. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'll learn myself. <laughs> right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I I had like one or two drum lessons after I started playing. And my dad was like, you need some lessons. And mostly it was just hanging out. It was a drummer for a 1950s type uh, rock band called uh, Phil Dirt and the Dozers. Um, excellent name (laughs) and a lot of the time he would just tell me what it's like being a drummer (laughs) like actual no practical application on the drums at all yeah you know uh, he gave me a ride cymbal that i actually still have i shredded cymbals but for some reason that one i've had 20 years yeah Uh, (laughs) i i i I would have stayed with the lessons, but they kept trying to get me to play Billy Joel and Avril Lavigne. And I was oh. like, no. Literally, <laughs> that's not why the drums are here. <laughs> For yeah. fucking a- Avril Lavigne. Yeah. So it wasn't made to be. <laughs> give, give her an electronic drum or a, a synthesizer and send her on her way. Yeah. Don't, don't try and tell me how good the fill is in Skater Boy, because it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to play it. I should maybe go for bass lessons though, because I am terrible. <laughs> uh, just uh, leave your shirt off and cut yourself like Sid. And, uh... it, it, that actually might be all I need to do. When we used to play gigs, I used to on stage. I would sound check with my bass turned up, and the first mistake I made when we were actually playing the gig, I would just turn it down and I would face the back of the stage. <laughs> so, <laughs> Everyone that came to the gigs knew I had done something wrong because I wouldn't be facing the audience for the the rest of the rest of the gig. It was amazing. I'm surprised people actually came to see us. <laughs> I liked your stuff. The videos. I can't remember. Remember? Blah, blah, blah. I can't remember if it was you or Scott that sent me a couple links to some videos. It, it, it'll be Scott. I like to pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to pretend I wasn't in a band, so I'll never share it. <laughs> hey, we, we weren't bad, but I just uh, we, we could have been punkier. We could have been faster. I don't like that. I love playing fast. <laughs> it always disguises how like bad you play if you just play the bass really fast, because then people are like, "Oh, it's fine. He's missed all those notes because he's playing so fast," rather than <laughs> he's missed all those notes because he's shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I had a bass player that was really good, but then every once in a while he would be like, "Okay, I've got this upright bass." And I want to play it with a bow. Like, oh, fuck off, man. Like, <laughs> can you play fast enough? Because I don't want to slow down. 
and you know eventually there there was maybe one song on our second or third ep that we put out uh where he used it at the beginning and then he had to use a real bass for the rest of the song yeah it adds something new though doesn't it it brings it brings a different layer to the music he was all about that but he would just buy shit he spent six hundred dollars or whatever it cost for an upright bass that he used for like two songs (laughs) <laughs> and, uh you know he he and i met in high school he needed me to teach his drummer how to play to minor threat music because right, he, okay. he was in like a cover band and it was funny because his drummer was like a jazz a trained jazz drummer so technically he was miles and miles kilometers and kilometers uh <laughs> ahead of me and but he just couldn't play a fast punk beat i was like well i could do that (laughs) you know Uh, he eventually joined the band when our uh first bass player quit to go to college and um but you know who wasn't in a band was otto (laughs) he was not (laughs) see this scene where he's slam dancing he just looks so out of place With that white Elton John jacket that he's wearing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, you can sort of tell that uh, Emilio Estevez didn't really pay much attention to punk rock until he yeah. got a part in the movie. He loved the idea of the movie, but what he said, his brother, Rico, or one of the one of the brothers uh, that I don't think acts. Was it Ramon? Ramon, Ramon that's it. Yeah, Ramon, yeah. Uh, uh, took his record collection and... Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> I had something in my head to say that, and I completely, it's just a total mind blank. It happens, it happens. Do not worry. Um, we've actually stayed on track more often than a lot of shows, as you probably know. <laughs> that was my aim. <laughs> my aim is to come on and actually talk about the movie. <laughs> uh, so, Otto, he goes to punk shows, he's in LA, he's still got some friends. His girlfriend leaves him right around the time that his parents send all his money to the rip-off televangelist. Yep. And is his ex-girlfriend the hot girl with the mohawk? Or is that just another hot girl with the mohawk? I think it is. But because she doesn't have a mohawk in the first scene, <laughs> you don't really realise that it's her. But That's... Okay. But because because she's then with uh, Duke in the rest of the film, I, I, I think it is her. Yeah, because she, she left him for him. Yeah. It must, <laughs> it, it must be her. It must be her. <laughs> driving around learning the the repo code which is sort of like the three laws of robotics yep (laughs) all all the things that bud adheres to and all the things that light goes totally against when when all was out with him he breaks every rule of the code which is total punk so <laughs> they're bringing it back. Yeah, put that tally in the punk column <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they're driving around and is this then where they they hear about the Chevy Malibu? Yeah, it's, it's got a really big bounty on it. Yeah, it's like more than the vehicle, like way more than the vehicle's actually worth. Twenty thousand, uh, I think. Yeah, and if it, and it's because it's it contains aliens, <laughs> the <laughs> bodies of aliens, radioactive aliens. The, the plot is so strange in this film. <laughs> All the way through, it's just like okay. So there's that's why he had to make the comic book because if you just like, to explain, <laughs> okay, there's this kid, and he's into punk rock, and then he sort of works for the man, but they are sort of punk rock sellouts, and there's aliens, 
And, <laughs> <laughs> and then a flying car. <laughs> like, why, what should you do? Actually, sat there and went, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> that, that sounds like that's going to make an excellent film. Fair, fair play to them for doing it because it is an excellent film, but on paper, it's it's weird, man. <laughs> they tried to do some sequels, and that didn't really work out. Oh, yeah. Did Alex Cox not bring out a uh, repo chick? Yeah. And the, years ago. And the studio was like, you don't have the right to make <laughs> a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> judging by the comments on like IMDb, IMDb about Repo Chick, he probably didn't have the right to make the sequel. <laughs> that sequel maybe should just go straight in the bin. <laughs> I, I actually think Alex Cox has said that in 2019 he gets the rights back to the Repo Man kind of name and concept. So I don't know if he'll then do anything with it. Like, maybe then making a, a proper official sequel. I don't, I don't Do you want them to do it, though? Because would it tarnish what Repo Man is if it comes out and it's awful? If it comes out and it's awful, it might, but it's far enough away in time that it should stand on its own. It might change people's opinions of Alex Cox. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think he should do it, personally. But I could also see uh, if he gets the rights back in 2019, 2020 is the next presidential election here. You could have a weird commentary about America and the systems of repossessing everyone's things. That's probably why a new a new Goonies might even make sense because everybody's yeah. losing their houses again. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I, I Personally, I would not want to see it, but I'd be curious what he would want to do. I would definitely read yeah. a comic book. I would definitely read a graphic novel series on it. Oh yeah, if he did that, 100%. I'd be on board. The film, if he did it, I would obviously watch it, but I don't know. I think it's a hard thing because Repo Man does still stand on its own, but I just don't know. If there's any sequel, I prefer having it in my head. What I think happened to Otto and Miller as they drove away in the car, rather than them putting it on screen and telling me because if they tell me something that I don't like mm. then then it will it will kind of tarnish it for me so I, I, I don't know I, I don't know how I feel how I feel about it I, I, I hopefully they'll do the graphic novel it's sort of like Clive Barker did with the Hellraiser stuff you know yeah. he's like okay well the last most of these movies weren't that good <laughs> everyone except the first was not good <laughs> There is, um, what is it, Inferno, I think, is the fourth one. I ended up getting that in the Russian roulette over on Podcast Under the Stairs. Um, How did that go? <laughs> it was interesting. We found a couple nice things, but I, it seemed like the nice things that we said about the movie were the parts of because that was one of the ones that they made a movie and then shoved Hellraiser into it. Yeah. So the film noir type stuff the was the good stuff and the the rammed in pinhead stuff was where it fell to shit. And it yeah. had Cenobite cowboy ninjas, which is always a bit of fun. As soon as you put a ninja in it, it's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, have you seen the new one yet? I haven't. I think, is it is it Judgment Judgment Day or Judgment Night? I think it's okay. I think it's just Judgment. Judgment. Uh, I've not seen it yet either. I know it comes out 
obviously sometime soon. But I'm quite interested to see where it goes because I think it's been getting quite a bit of publicity. Yeah, uh, I, I have I've heard people are a bit more optimistic about it and a bit more positive in their vague reviews. Yeah, so I'm actually I'm quite keen to see that. If if it's rubbish, then I'm going to have to wash my hands in the Hellraiser series and never <laughs> and never watch another one. Yeah, if, if this one fails, they're they're gonna have to just stop. Yeah. And... Oh. Sorry, my cat my cat has just jumped up onto the desk. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. I I locked I locked the cat out. She's reaching yeah. under the door. I thought I'd done that, but he's managed to get the door open, which is actually quite impressive, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) But now it's just a nuisance. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, back to Repo Man. So he's he's then, they're trying to find this car, and it just kind of switches hands, a bit like the Big Lebowski, where everything is just kind of falling into place. Like one gang lose the car to the next gang, who then pass the next gang, and it's fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Um, what, Parnell, the, the original driver, dies from all the, the radiation. Government Even, agents are all over the place. Yeah, what What's her robot hand all about? I call him Fister Roboto. I don't know. <laughs> I, it's, I think there were parts of the, the, the planning comic book that he just couldn't get rid of. Maybe uh, I'm, I'm assuming that, or maybe I can't remember when Inspector. Did you ever see the cartoon Inspector Gadget? Yeah, yeah, I used I'm, to love that. <laughs> I'm wondering if that had any influence because Doctor Claw had the one metal hand, or if it was some sort of James Bond thing. I, her. It, it seems strange though, because in the movie they don't they only reference it once, and it it doesn't it doesn't give anything to the movie. Yeah, it doesn't like, have any the, payoff. Yeah, yeah, there's there's no reason for her to have a robot hand. And it's just like a metallic glove. A glove wrapped in tinfoil. <laughs> She's a big fan of Michael Jackson. <laughs> that, that might be it. That, that, that might be it. Or what uh, Leonard, Leonard Nimoy in the Body Snatchers remake, uh, he wore that Hawk Trainer glove for no no fucking reason. <laughs> but it, maybe he was just preparing for a hawk to swoop in. Yeah, my, my character would have a hawk. <laughs> He's always prepared. <laughs> yeah, so the lady, the supervillain government agent with the metal hand, I'll have to deep dive and see if there's any deleted scenes where she like crushes something with it or something like that, like Ash. It, 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 that would make sense then for why it was in the movie. It just... The thing that they've actually released, it seems so silly <laughs> to have it in. And because it looks quite cheap and nasty as well, it, it must it must be in there for a reason. I just don't know what that reason is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll find out when, <laughs> when Repo Man 2, the metal glove, comes out in t- 2020. <laughs> See, if it did that, I'd actually be really interested... <laughs> just, just do the backstory of the gloved, uh, the robot hand lady. I'm, I'm fine with that side story. Yeah, that, that, that'd be. I'm on board with that one. That'd be cool. So I can't. Well, where do, where do we go from here? Is it Otto? Otto then has the car. Yes. Or have yeah. I jumped too far ahead? No, the the oh. governments. The they have the little fight with the Rodriguez brothers, who 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 were one of the groups of people that took the car. Yeah, and. Just... Some of Otto's friends get ki- they steal the Malibu, so they're another group of people that have the thing. Mm-hmm. And 
then there's that little standoff in the liquor store, right? Where he's like, is this too late for us to get romantically involved or something like that? Um, and then, so yeah. Is, yeah, because then that's when, is it Archie? The, one of the punk guys, he gets killed by the car. Because mm-hmm. they, uh, yeah, and then the, the, prof- the professor, yeah, the doctor dies. And then I'm trying to go back in my head as to what's happened. Yeah, Otto then has the vehicle. Oh, I'm confused now. And he goes back to the car lot, and then the car is stolen again, and there's the chase. And that's when the car turns green. Ah. Right? And that's where, yeah, the, the car's green, and knowing they're trying to like approach it with uh, like a priest and a rabbi. Uh, they're trying to go to the car but there's just some sort of kind of aura that won't let them anywhere near it apart from Miller Miller the guy yeah the guy who's got the brilliant plate of shrimp line just the 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 net of consciousness that surrounds everything and he gets in the car which is brilliant because I really like his character yeah he's uh, you know he's in the background for a lot of it but he's good in every bit every bit that he's in He's the one that tells the story about John Wayne wearing a dress, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, fitted, he fitted two-way windows to John Wayne's house and he turned up wearing a dress. <laughs> a lot of straight guys like to watch their buddies fuck. Do. No, I do. Yeah. 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 Don't you? Uh, that's an excellent little scene. Apparently that story's true. I heard. I heard yeah. that it, it was, it was a, at least the existence of the story is true. Or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I think that's how they said it. Um, which... <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, sorry, go on. <laughs> no, it just it it wouldn't surprise me just because that's another thing that's very American, and I'm sure it's another politics too. But John Wayne was a really right wing asshole, you know. In the in the communist Red Scare, he was really he really went after people like he uh, really sort of uh, clashed with Dalton Trumbo. Who uh, there was a movie about him that came out a few years ago. He was one of the writers. Uh, he wrote the book Johnny Got His Gun is one of his more famous books. But he was accused of being a communist and he was blackballed in Hollywood. And John Wayne had a lot to do with calling people un-American and ruining, the, ruining their lives. But when you look back at that now, John, at this, this space of time, I mean, are you proud of what happened in Hollywood at that time? I think it was probably a very necessary thing at the time because... Uh, the radical liberals were going to take over our business. And, you know, it's like every politician that's very anti-gay gets caught in a hotel room with an underage male prostitute. Or, yeah. you know, they're anti-drug and they get busted with a bunch of cocaine. So I wouldn't have been surprised if, you know, John John Wayne was, you know, yeah. lashing uh, out. Yeah, I, I would completely agree with that. I think there's definitely a, a truth to it. I'm actually just going to start the rumor that it definitely is true. <laughs> just tell everyone that I know for a fact <laughs> he used to wear dresses. But no, there's definitely something in that that because he did, yeah, as you said, he hated himself, a part of himself. And yeah, that, that would explain why he was being such a prick. <laughs> so Miller Miller gets in the car. Uh, Bud, Bud has been shot, right? He's dying. Yeah. That's what he says. I would rather uh, die on my feet. Then live on my knees. That's that's paraphrased, I think, uh, which is a, a great line. I don't actually know who said it originally. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you who said it first. Uh, so he dies, and then Miller waves to Otto to come into the the bright green car, uh, and that's when his his girlfriend is like, 
on our way to we'll a relationship. And he's like, fuck that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a brilliant line. And he goes into the car and it flies away as all night 64 lime green Chevy Malibus would do. <laughs> Better than the ending of Greece. Oh, much, much better than the Greece. <laughs> I can't believe you've even managed to reference Greece in this. <laughs> I am a king of odd references. I, I mean, first the Muppets and now Greece. <laughs> but yeah, the movie, I, I like that ending. I, I like that Miller was involved. And I like that they do just fly away because it's just as crazy as the rest of the movie. Like if they ended it in like a way, like a logical way, it would probably feel a little. I feel a little cheated that the movie was so wild and then it ended in just like a kind of standard thing that or they they get the car and there's no aliens or they get the car and it's just like it's like an, a, a a proton bomb or something. But I definitely I, I like that it's just a kind of fantastical ending. Roads. Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> so that's a reference I can get on board with. <laughs> Fucking love Back to the Future, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Have you seen the documentary? We talk about documentaries a lot, you and I. Uh, I think it's called Back in Time. And it's all about fans of back to the future oh i have it's on i think it's on netflix over in the uk uh yeah it's so good it's it's such a good documentary man we we actually we did a thing it was two years ago uh there was a thing down in london it's called secret cinema and they have like they'll pick a movie and it's going to be a secret location but it's like a full kind of interactive experience so what they did was they had this kind of big plot of land uh, I'm sure it was just outside it could be just outside London and they had rebuilt Hill Valley so they, they they had the big the clock tower but that was a big giant projector so that's where you watch the film and everyone had to turn up in like 1950s uh, clothing and stuff and you had to put like you had to lock your phones in a locker and <laughs> so you spent you spent all day going about Hill Valley and drinking and eating and just just a really fun day and then they show the movie and they have like the DeLorean kind of came through the crowd and stuff so they've got a lot of things that are happening in the movie also happening in real life that sounds it, rad as fuck oh, oh it was excellent it was really really good yeah I think this year they're doing Blade Runner Ooh. which was something it'll be wild to go to but uh, I say the Back to the Future one was excellent just they had, they had actors and actresses going about and like they try and talk to you like they want you to go on the high school date with them so to get a full experience you've got to kind of stay in character as well uh, yeah, it was like, really really fun really fun that's my kind of renaissance fair <laughs> uh, yeah it's yeah, exactly what it's like uh, obviously we don't get that over here <laughs> i've never been to one but from my understanding it's yeah you gotta wear the dress and talk the talk and that's never been much interest to me, but I would totally do a Back to the Future or Blade Runner would be easier because I don't know what I would do for the 1950s to, with my mohawk. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> really weird pompadour. Just say you're a time traveler. Yeah. <laughs> just, just dress as yourself just now and say that you're a time traveler because they can't argue that. You're going to have to do something about those clothes. You walk around town dressed like that, you're liable to get shot. What idiot dressed you in that outfit? You did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was, it was excellent. Yeah, that sounds like a good good time. Um, 
didn't you say they're doing something similar with uh, Dawn of the Dead, or is that a different I, thing? I think that is a different thing. Uh, okay. It was Scott that posted that they're having uh, a showing of Dawn of the Dead in a kind of un, undisclosed location. I think it's like an old abandoned shopping mall somewhere uh, where they'll just show the movie. I don't know if there's a lot of interactive stuff as well or if it is just the movie. Uh, but it would still be pretty cool. I think it's sold out though. Yeah, I think he said that it was it was sold out. I still want to kind of go to one of the ones that they do here where they show Jaws on a big screen and you sit in a... Well, I don't know if I want to do it, but I want to know if I can do it. <laughs> uh, where you... <laughs> Watch it sitting in an inner tube in the water. Oh, there was there's something not right about that. Like you'd constantly be checking it underneath you. Yeah. You, you attention to the movie. You'd be like, oh shit, what if there is actually a shark in this <laughs> swimming pool? <laughs> it could happen. There is a chance. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun though. Yeah, uh, especially like with a group of friends, and whoever whoever lasts the longest doesn't have to buy drinks the rest of the night or something like that. That'd be that'd be great. <laughs> I think before uh, we take a little break and then uh, wrap up or get into another tangent, depending on what is your want, uh, is there anything you want to say about this fucking awesome movie, Repo Man? If you haven't seen it before, what are you doing? Orderly Criterion Blu-ray, <laughs> apparently it's better, and get it watched. There's especially if you have any kind of uh, punk or punk rock sensibilities kind of about you, then it's a movie that you're going to love. Like I, I can't, I can't see anyone into that kind of music not enjoying it. Plus, it has the circle jerks. So yeah, instant, instantly it's a ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Easy enough. All I've got to say is ditto. And it's a good if you it should be in your collection. This movie definitely has rewatchability. I think between the the two of us, we've watched it about 10 yeah. times this last few weeks. <laughs> we can't be in it alone, people. We all need to watch Repo Man together. <laughs> yeah, 100% agree with you. And if they do the remake, they better have Emilio Estevez come out of retirement to play the old Repo Man that takes in the new kid. And they better have that robot hand mm-hmm. and, a, and an explanation or backstory as to how she's got it. Or just have it hanging from the rearview mirror and never explain how it got there. That would, that would drive me insane. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. I need to know why the hand is robotic. <laughs> well, send your fan fiction... Uh, a repo man fan fiction to either uh go into facebook look up scott and liam versus evil i think all you have to type in is scott and liam versus and it'll be the first one or psycho semantic cast or psycho semantic podcast um we will be right back to wrap up after well we won't be playing a scott and liam promo unless all right jeez oh man (laughs) (laughs) unless Back off, back <laughs> off. No, I think if I wasn't hungover today, I was going to sit and, and edit the promo, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> if I told you otherwise, I'd be a liar. Uh, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> hey, th- this one's probably got a week before it comes out, so maybe then, you'll yeah. be hearing. <laughs> then yeah, scratch all of that. Yes, you'll hear a Scott and Lane promo next. <laughs> and maybe a couple rad-ass punk songs, and then we'll be right Back. I'd just like to say hi, my name is, um, you're listening to Scott and Liam vs. Evil. 
Say that again. Scott. It's just introduce yourself. You're listening uh-huh. to Scott and William versus Scott Evil. And William versus Evil. William, Scott and William. Scott and William. William, like L I A M. Am I not saying that? William. 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 Um, no, it's like just No, L I A M. Yeah. Liam. Sorry, I am jet lagged. These lights are not helping. Scott and Liam versus Evil. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That's cool. I thought you were spelling out the end of William. That's Okay, I got it now. Okay, ready? Yes. Hello, this is Amanda Fuller, and you are listening to Scott and Liam versus Evil. We aren't listening yet, but you should be. We are Scott and Liam versus Evil out of Glasgow, Scotland, and each episode we take you on a drunken trip through the best, the worst, and the in-between picks from horror cinema. Well, at least we try to. You can find us online at scottandliamversusevil.com. So join us as we bear our souls everywhere good podcasts are available. Or the pub. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try... They must be destroyed on sight! The new Podcast Cure-All. Sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation. We have Italian horror. We have zombies. We have slashers. We have crime films. We have spaghetti westerns. We even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, Cure What Ails Ya. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black beamer, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Psycho, psycho, psycho. 
You cool? You ready? I am ready. We are back. That was a <laughs> rad song and or promo. Um, yeah, uh, the promo <laughs> took me a long time to edit, and I hope you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, folks, for real, dude, thanks a lot for, before I forget, to thank you again, because I have to thank everybody at least three and a half times. Uh, you, if you're not listening to uh, Scott and Liam versus Evil, and you're into laughter and joy and uh, horror and awful things, uh, you're missing out. <laughs> thank you for the kind words. Uh, no, thank you very much for uh, having me on. It's been, it was brilliant fun to revisit Repo Man, and also just to get an actual. It's our first chat, our first. Yeah. Real life chat. Uh, it's a pleasure. I want to. Is I think I should come back on. I'd like to pick your brains about punk some more. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm definitely down. As uh, you have open invitation as often as you like. I'll try not to bother you about it too soon. <laughs> I, I, I think we should also start a band. <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I'll get bass lessons and I'll learn Avril Lavigne, Skater Boy. Uh, I can show you how to play it on the drums and we'll be fine. We can nice. do an Avril Lavigne cover band. <laughs> Done. We'll do it through the mail. We'll send the pieces back and forth, put out an album. Yeah, man. Um, we, got, we got a lot of stuff, a lot of plans. But hurry, please. We have so much time and so little to see. Wait a minute. Strike that. Reverse it. Thank you. But no, definitely. Thanks for, thanks for having me. It's been my first time, so you've broke me in gently. <laughs> next, next time I'm ready to get filthy. All right. We'll rub some dirt on it next time. So we're just done with phrasing, right? That's not a thing anymore? Yeah, man. This movie, if you haven't checked it out and you're listening to this, that movie is way better than this show. And Don't sell yourself short. The, the movie is way better than this show with me on it, but it's nowhere near better than the show just with you on it. <laughs> uh, but the movie's got Iggy Pop. Yeah, man. Uh, the song for the movie. Yeah, I think Alex Cox actually approached them, and Iggy was well up for it. Uh, it's with the, uh, oh, what's his name from the Sex Pistols? Oh, is it Steve? Uh, Steve Jones, yep. the guitar player. Steve Jones. Yep, and two two members of Blondie. Uh, so it was a kind of little supergroup. Yeah. I, I I dug that a lot better than what is Steve Jones's band, the Neurotic Outsiders. Is that what I'm it was sure. called? I've never listened to them. <laughs> I, I remember it, it, it was pretty simple, basic punkish, you know, 70s punkish stuff. But it was, I think the album came out in the 90s. And I can't remember what the song was about. It, he, he had some filthy songs, you know, like you would expect <laughs> him to have. And I think yeah. the, the chorus or the bridge in one of them was like, and my dick is like a rock hard piece of wood. And me and my buddies just started cracking up. And I don't think I listened to the rest of the album. I just laughed myself to death. <laughs> <laughs> Oh! 
Uh, I'm going to have to go and watch it. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm 99% sure the band was called the Neurotic Outsiders. So if you look up that and Steve Jones, you'll probably find them. Yeah. Um, what, we, what we didn't actually talk about was the soundtrack. Like, we, we didn't really cover the rest of the soundtrack in Repo Man, because that, that is the kind of the gem of the movie. It's, yeah. so, it's so fucking good, man. I mean, there's just every... I mean, aside from just having the circle jerks in the movie. Yeah. You know? Oh, oh that, that lounge cover of When the Shit Hits the Fan, that, that was rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> actually, the, the... Oh, what album was off of? Uh, Golden Shower of Hits. I think oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the album so. version is so good. Uh, like they, they should have put that on the soundtrack and kept the lounge version just for the film. Because uh, the actual original when the shit hits the fan, it's a far superior song. A lot um, of lot of songs by the plugs. Yeah. Suicidal tendencies. Uh fear. Speaking of fear. Yep. Uh Black Flag T V party, of course. An excellent uh, song. Yeah. Do you know what, it actually, it took me until, I think it was like the second or third watch before I realised that Emilio Estevez was say, or saying the words from TV Party at that <laughs> kind of, the start scene where he's sitting next to the bridge. I just yeah. thought he was just shouting nonsense. I didn't realise <laughs> it was actually the, the TV Party lyrics. Another one of the subtle things in a movie that's not very subtle about shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, you know, we got a flying green car. You're not. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little on the nose. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really good to hear Iggy pop. I saw Iggy and the Stooges did a reunion for Riot Fest one year, and that mm-hmm. was amazing. He He's like 800 years old now, and he still takes his shirt off and yells at everybody that's 40 years younger than him for not moving around as much and he, he does he still has it doesn't he he's yeah. just I like i don't think he can be killed by conventional methods <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's about like a cockroach i think he'll outlive everyone <laughs> just iggy pop and twinkies <laughs> it was actually the i don't know if it was the same year where they played riot fest in fact when was that was that a few years ago yeah because th- i'm sure i've got 2007 in my head uh, they were playing two dates in london and it was the original lineup uh with a pop and i was i was kind of i was still at school so i bought tickets but i couldn't find anyone to come with me and i ended up not going like i wasted uh... it. it it's like my biggest regret in life because i, c- I couldn't go down because of the age i was i, I couldn't go down to london myself uh and go to a, a, a Stooges gig, but I couldn't find anyone for love nor money to actually come with me. Oh, so, man, that sucks. Um, so I, I stopped being friends with everyone in that, <laughs> pe- in that period of my life, and I moved on. And <laughs> Fuck all you guys. <laughs> all of you in the bin, next to yep. your friends. Uh, straight, this was 2012. That was 2012. It was, I'm sure it was a few years before that. Because I, def- I was definitely too young to go myself that's a bummer man i've been learning what different uh, i stopped saying chug uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> well in america what's chug when you're down in a beer yeah if you're drinking beer really fast or liquid really fast it, it still it, chug still works it's just you're doing something else really fast <laughs> yeah 
and when people chant it at you, it's it can be a little bit more intimidating. <laughs> or you just do what they say and you just pull your pants down and you start chugging. <laughs> they, they, they've asked you for it, so it's their own fault. <laughs> you caused this. Don't look away. Don't look away. You, you see you what you did? <laughs> I'm not enjoying this. This is for your benefit. <laughs> You're lucky I don't... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that could go on, that could go on too far though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, 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 yeah. But the, the key takeaway from that is is... Americans need to learn about other cultures that aren't as crazy and or at least as bloodthirsty and we need to listen to some more punk rock oh yeah definitely I'm probably going to start brainstorming ideas of movies to ask you to come back on but please uh, if you come up with one that you just want to do just you're always welcome back to come do this yeah anything anything I told that you want to hear my incoherent rambling about, then <laughs> I, I, I'm on board. Cla- the class in 1984 one interested me, but SLC Punk kind of interests me even more when you when you mentioned that earlier. So You know, because what, class 1984, hey, there's Michael J. Fox. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll try not to be hungover next time as well, so I can actually maybe give you a bit, of, a bit more of my, my hilarious chat. Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you, were, you were great, dude. Sorry about it. Ah, thank you. Be however you like. <laughs> right, right now I'm just going to lie down and uh, I will just die because uh, <laughs> that hydration tablet did not work at all. My head is pounding, man. <laughs> wow. Well, I'll, uh, I'll let you go nurse your wounds, get out your hobbit pipe, sir. And uh, watch Repo Man or something like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to do it now. So if my girlfriend's like, why, why are you getting stoned at this time? Like, Darren told me to. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't not do it now, so. Yeah. <laughs> tongue-tied, tongue-tied. There we go, there we go. You're, start, you're starting to sound like me now. <laughs> <laughs> this is our podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. Um... Like I said, check out uh, Scott and Liam versus Evil. It can be found in most podcast places. Um, yeah. Their group is fun. Go join their group. Although I think you've got more people in your group, so I don't know how many there would be. There's probably some that are already in your group. but uh, Yeah, I think, I think we've kind of got a crossover of listeners and podcasters. Yeah. It's, kind of, it's like a nice little community. It's yeah. brilliant. You know, I, I've likened it many times to a, a nice little, uh, like a punk scene, like we would say, you know, yeah, or a good music scene. Exactly. Exactly what it is. But it's fun, yeah, check, check Scott and Lee vs. Evil out. Uh, if, you, if you've managed to understand what I'm saying, then you should be able to understand the podcast, possibly. <laughs> we, we, we do speak a little quicker, and we're usually drunk, but yeah, check us out. And again, thank, thank you for having me, and it's been a pleasure. It was a hell of a fucking good time, man. Uh, take care, take care of that head. I hope it doesn't ruin your plans for the rest of the night. Uh, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, everybody. Uh, don't forget to duck and cover. Miller, what are you doing? Going for a little spin. But you don't know how to drive. Ship. What?
relationship. Fuck that. You shithead! I'm glad I tortured you. How could you leave me? I'm the one who's supposed to be in that car. Life, bro. 